Welcome to the Money Mindset Shift. This podcast is all about supporting entrepreneurs as they shift their energy and mentality around money so they can create successful, supportive businesses. When we shift our experience, we change the ways we all experience money. I'm your host, Shelby Melissa, energy mentor and master's of social work grad, supporting entrepreneurs to leverage their mind and energy for greater impact. Let's create shift together. Welcome to episode eight. Today we are talking about cultivating comfortability with spending. With the way most societies are set up, you have to spend money. It's just a fact. Food, shelter, healthcare, clothing, etc. It all takes money. So how do we cultivate comfortability with the fact that we have to spend money. I don't know about you, but there have been times when I've had to stick to a strict budget. As I would walk through the grocery aisles, I'd be adding up the cost of each item, which there's nothing wrong with having to stick to a budget. You work with the situation that you are in. But after doing my calculations, I'd get to the front, begin scanning my items or loading them onto the belt, depending on if I was at a self-scan or in a line. And even though I did the calculations, I would be so nervous about spending that money, that money that I had set aside for groceries, which are necessary for survival. I'd begin to second guess myself, but do I really need this? Do I really need food? And let me tell you, the answer is yes, you need to eat. And in my case, my husband also needs to eat. It was that anxiety, though, that characterized my relationship with spending. Because this wasn't just about groceries. It was about gas, clothing, and investing in my business. I've recently opened enrollment for a beta a 10-week course for healing your relationship with money through self-compassion. And I think I've named it pretty aptly, Heal Your Money Shit. And as I've been talking about it, sending out emails, a couple of people have been interested. And some of them expressed some nervousness with investing. Totally understandable and no shame here. They've invested money in the past in their business, and maybe they didn't see the results they were looking for or something else, which selling and investing is a whole other conversation about how selling can create money wounds, but totally understandable. Like I said, that they would feel that way. There's no shame or blame in that. It's just been a result of the situations that they've gone through. Money supports us with our basic needs, and when you are worried about those, then of course you are worried about other investments. And it is totally okay not to invest because of that. There is no shame going on here with like choosing not to invest either. It's totally understandable, and we're not here to shame people in that. That creates further wounds. We're not here to do that. There could also be wounds 
otherwise. They may have trusted other coaches and were harmed in the course of that trust. I would be hesitant too. I've gone through that, as I'm sure many of us have. It's understandable. We have those wounds. We may not trust or we may not trust ourselves. Because of that harm or some other situation, a lack of trust in ourselves may have occurred. The few times that I miscalculated my groceries definitely made me more hesitant to get all the things we needed. And the times when things didn't work out with coaches, I was hesitant to trust myself to assess if something would help me or not. I think that's normal. We get those thoughts of like, I made a bad decision. What if it turns out the same again? Can I even make a good decision in this case? It's all understandable. And so when this nervousness comes up, or when we have these experiences, it helped me to continue moving forward, whatever way that was, by remembering three things. So there were three things that I remembered, that I held, that I leaned into, that helped me to continue to to move forward. One, I am allowed to make mistakes, be that in miscalculating groceries or making an investment that didn't turn out the way I thought it would or I hoped it would, or it turned out in a way I didn't even imagine it was just not good. I know that sometimes mistakes can make things more difficult. So we're not here to discredit that. But you are still allowed to make them. The mistake itself is probably not what's at fault either. So it's not you and it's not the mistake. For example, there were a few times when I had overspent on groceries and had to tighten expenses elsewhere. And while that was my mistake, it wasn't my mistake or me that was truly at fault. This was a symptom of a deeper problem that I was not adequately compensated for my work in a sustainable way. U.S. society in which I live, some of you may live, and you may have similar experiences, but the U.S. society vastly undervalues work and labor and those who provide it. Thus, they are vastly undercompensated. We see this in the fight for the $15 minimum wage. And in fact, we've actually been fighting for it for so long that $15 really isn't a livable wage anymore. (laughs) It may still work in some places, um, but it's really not. Like, I think if I'm remembering correctly, it really needs to be like 22 or something like this at this point. And the fact that one mistake, so we'll just kind of wrap back into this. The fact that one mistake could mean a late bill or not filling the gas tank in the car, that wasn't because of my mistake and that isn't because of your mistake or you. It is because we live in a society that thinks that paying poverty wages is acceptable. And while that doesn't change the reality of the situation, and while we are working to change that together, it does not mean that you take that on yourself. I want you to put that down. That is not your fault. Of course, we still have to be concerned about those things, but we don't need to take on that blame and shame. 
We can leave that at the door. Two, I can find ways to make the situation work for me. If I accidentally overbought on groceries or and when I did, because it happens, cool. Like, it's just a fact. It may have caused some more stress, but we're going to take it as a fact here. Um, maybe I didn't need to get as much groceries the next week. Maybe I didn't fill up the gas tank quite as much. I found ways to make the budget work. Right. So can, could I take from another pool somewhere and shift it for the time being? I've also taken programs or courses that didn't turn out in the way I had hoped, but I made really great connections within them with my peers. And that led to amazing friendships and clients. So even if I consider something maybe a mistake, quote unquote mistake, uh, I can make it work. I've done it. I can trust myself to figure it out. And I bet you can too. I bet that you could probably make it work. You are a resourceful human being. You've had to be at times and you've survived and even thrived because of it. I trust that you can probably make things work to your benefit in some way too, even when you think that it was maybe a mistake. So lean into that. And the third thing that I try to remember that makes it a little bit easier, lessens that nervousness a little bit, is that money is supporting me. Every dollar spent is money supporting me. It isn't a betrayal. It isn't me being forgotten. It is supporting me. I'd paid for something I needed or I thought I wanted or maybe I thought I needed. And because I am allowed to make mistakes and I will find ways to make things work for me, I am supported through both of those things by money. And this is true for you too. While our relationship with money can be complex and multifaceted, you have probably been supported by money many times, be it a Starbucks reload, a bill, a loan that allowed you to go to school. Remember, again, complex and multifaceted relationship. We can hold multiple emotions about a singular thing, a vacation, etc. Money was required for those things and it supported you in having those experiences and in filling those needs. While we are human, our experiences can be vastly different. So if you can't incorporate all three of these views, is there one you can incorporate to create more comfortability with spending? Maybe you're like, yeah, I can give myself some grace around mistakes. And maybe also you can find ways to make the situation work for you and you can trust in your own resourcefulness and ingenuity. Or maybe you're like, yeah, I guess money does support me and I can kind of figure things out. Whatever it is, that is okay. Remember, our experiences can be vastly different. So if there's a way that you can incorporate these or make them your own, I am all here for that. This is just how it helped me. 
And I do want to caveat here that comfortability with spending money doesn't mean spending everything on every whim you have. Um, I think some people, I know I've interpreted this in that way before that like I'm just comfortable. And so like I can just spend and I can just spend and I can just spend and the, the uncomfortability is the thing that's preventing me from spending when really it's just our priorities at this point. Once we become more comfortable, it's not a fear. It is a priority in what we want to spend. So you will still have to prioritize your safety, your basic needs being met. That doesn't change. The aim here, though, is to make it less painful, to make the experience less painful when you do spend on those things. Your bills, your rent or your mortgage, uh, putting gas in the car or whatever kind of vehicle you drive, getting a repair on your bike. It, the aim here, again, is to make those things, those experiences less painful and to create some grace for when you splurge a bit or when you feel a desire that may put you in a difficult position or wasn't something that you were really trying to prioritize. That happens. Like, raise your hand if you've gone into Target or wherever and you've walked out with things that you didn't intend to buy. Me, I'll tell in myself here, I do that all the time, especially at Target. Um, but like you're human and that happens and the stores are built in such a way to like facilitate that. So we give ourselves some grace and we give ourselves some compassion when that happens. We don't take on that shame and blame. Remember, it's not your fault. One, the stores are set up that way. They use buyer psychology or consumer psychology, whatever it is, to get you to buy those things. And then on top of that, if you live in a society like the United States, which vastly undervalues work and labor and the people who provide it, thus they are vastly undercompensated, you're vastly undercompensated, that's not your fault. So we don't need to take on that blame and shame ourselves. We put it where it's due. And if your needs are all met and you have excess and overflow to spend on your desires, all of this aims to reduce the guilt we feel when we reach this point. Because sometimes we find ourselves in that battle of, well, I don't really need it. Have you told yourself that before? I, I do. And I'm working on letting that be judgment free, letting myself desire things. That is okay. So you are allowed to fulfill your desires and have fun. And if it made you happy, that is enough. It wasn't a worthless expense. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't wrong. If it made you happy, that is enough. It was worthwhile. And so all of this is to say that you deserve this kindness for yourself. And if that means knowing that you're allowed to make mistakes, 
that you can trust yourself to find ways to make the situation work for you. And knowing that money is supporting you, amazing. If it's something else, take that and run with it. And I would love to hear what things help you or have you found that help you to reduce the nervousness around spending money, that anxiety, that fear, all of those things. So if you have something that you do, I'd love to hear about it. You know where to reach us on Instagram at Shelby Melissa. Uh, you can always email us at contact at shelbymelissa.com. And if you're interested in this beta, Heal Your Money Shit, I'd love to talk to you more about it. So you can reach out on that Instagram or you can send us an email and we will have a no pressure conversation. Your interest, and this goes back to those selling wounds, your interest does not mean a commitment to purchase. And it is not an invitation for me or anybody else to pressure you into something. Your interest is merely your interest. And if you have questions, I'm there to provide the information so that you can make the decision yourself. It is not for me or anybody else to impose a decision on you. So I am here merely to give you the information and empower you to make that decision. At the end of the day, it is your decision. And maybe we'll have a, an episode all about those like selling wounds and things um, at some point. But until then, just be conscientious or maybe not consci conscious. There we go. Conscious of those things and where they occur. And that at the end of the day, you are the one who gets to make the decision. So, and remember that you also deserve kindness. So I hope to talk to you about the beta and I still would love to hear what works for you and what you are taking from this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Money Mindset Shift. We really appreciate being a part of your journey as you shift your money mindset and create a successful, supportive business. Remember, when we shift our experience, we change the ways we all experience money. Rate and review the podcast so other people know to join us. We create greater change when we join together. I'll see you in the next episode.